Welcome to the Leaders Toolkit Podcast, Episode 13. Well, hello, team and organizational leaders. I'm Tracy, the Director of Catalyst Success at Giant, a leadership development company. If you're a team leader of any type, this podcast was designed for you. Here's the reality. You excelled in your field, and now you find yourself leading a team. But here's the catch. You were never taught how to lead a team. You receive training for your expertise, but leading a team requires a separate skill set. So if you're struggling with managing tasks, time, conflicts, or motivating your team, this podcast is your solution. It equips team leaders with the art of successful leadership. Each episode is concise yet impactful, providing you with hacks, tips, tricks, tools, wisdom, resources, and encouragement. Tune in and spread the word among other team leaders in your organization or beyond so they can listen as well. Together, let's build healthy, high-performing teams that can change the world. Get ready to become a team leader worth following. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I am back with the guest that I had on our last episode. That's the co-founder of Giant, Steve Cockrum. You probably remember, I think it was episode four, we had um, our other co-founder, Jeremy Kubitschek. He was talking about the Peace Index. So now we have uh, Steve with us. They are quite the duo, I must say. If you haven't listened to their podcast, which is the Giant Leadership Podcast, you definitely want to check that out. There's a lot of... um, UK versus USA banter that goes on there. There's a little bit of political stuff that they they chat about, which is always interesting for me. And then they also many times will highlight um, a leader and kind of draw out the, I guess, the genius in leaders around the world. And so you'll want to check that out. It's called the Giant Leadership Podcast. Welcome back, Steve. I'm so glad you're here with us again. Thank you. I probably spoke so much last time we had to do it again. Uh, me in again. So forgive me, everyone, if uh, my excitement on my voices usually means I want you to have the best I have. Oh, absolutely. And you are the best. Uh, we call you, as I said in the last episode, the personality Yoda. So I feel honored to have you here today. Last time you started to outline the five voices and you told us about what you said is the quietest voice of, as far as volume goes. That's the nurture voice. You outlined that one. Then you went on to the creative voice. I want us to start here with the next voice. Um, so go for it. Let us know this next one. Um, so, so Guardian is our third voice, and Guardian's what the one you will hear by this stage. Guardians are people who will challenge and speak the truth um, and challenge for truth. So they're superpowers, which I love, by the way, particularly ones like you, Tracy. They are truth seekers and truth tellers that they are always looking for. How does things work more effectively? How do they work more efficiently? How do we build systems, processes that allow things to run more efficiently and ultimately be a benefit and a blessing to people? So the Guardian stewards resources better than any other voice I know. They treat every dollar, pound or euro as if it was their own. And their desire to make sure that we use and steward it wisely is because they realize what a privilege it is to have it and therefore how do we actually make sure it's really thought through? So guardians ask difficult questions. They always challenge the genius, apparently in their own opinion, ideas of the more visionary voices, because in a sense, the guardian is the one who feels responsible for ensuring it looks like it could be brilliant and I'm all in, but how do we make sure that we do it well? How do we make sure we, we care for people in the process? 
And how do we make sure we learn as much as we can before we go all in? So guardians love data and they love running pilot projects. Now, pilot projects are visionary futurists who can already see what should happen and probably are ready to move into it. Feels like delay. It feels like a lack of faith. It feels like we're slowing everything down. But what you'll find is that the pilot project, which the guardians will run for you, by the way, if the guardian runs the pilot project and says, this is working, this I believe in, then they will actually help you implement it across whole organizations. So guardians steward the past. They guard what we already have so we don't lose it in a moment of reckless entrepreneurial visionary gay abandoned. And they will also champion it for all their worth when they actually know it's going to work and be true. So I would say, bring your guardians in at the beginning of projects. They love vision, which comes as a surprise to some people. But what they want to know is that they're actually in a place where their questions, their insights, their wisdom, their challenge at times is before you've already agreed the direction of travel. So, you know, there's a there's a few little pen sketches for my friends, The Guardian. Guardians, I always say to them, the thing they have to watch is they can sometimes be right and wrong at the same time. They can be right in what they're saying, but they can sometimes miss the tone and tact and diplomacy that actually means people find it hard to receive the challenge from a guardian, even if it's true, because it can sometimes feel like a little bit of an interrogation or an inquisition, because actually their desire for truth means the tone and tact of the way they deliver it sometimes gets lost in translation. I'm sure that doesn't apply to you at all, Trey, but there we go. <laughs> Not at all, no. Yeah, that's my biggest takeaway, my biggest learning from from that is, is and, and you know, I've had my husband maybe a few times say, babe, it's not, it's not what you said. It's how you said it. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I get it. And it's man, self-awareness is a powerful thing. And again, thank you to you. And, and Jeremy, you've really opened my eyes to some of those things that I wasn't aware of. So, so uh, we said there's future thinkers, there's more present thinkers. So this voice is definitely a present oriented yeah. voice. Yeah. The nurturers and the guardians are the two senses from the MBTR world, the guardians are the STs and the nurturers are the SFs, so those who speak that language. But that's where the 73% stat comes from. 73% of people are actually um, sensors by nature. Only 27% are intuitive. So it's a huge overrepresentation, but they're not represented necessarily in the same way in senior leadership because the things that people prize more than anything else is usually the the ability to see a future and vision a future which doesn't yet exist and plot an intersection of how we're going to meet that. Now, no visionary I know will ever see their vision become reality without guardians and nurturers superpowers alongside them. So that's probably why I'm so evangelistic about this, having been that person for many years, to realise that actually I have way more chance of seeing vision become reality when the people who know how to build, both with people and financial resources and systems and processes, all of those things are not my superpowers. But I know how valuable they are, and therefore I champion the voices of those that probably are the lowest for me in terms of my natural voice order. So remember I said nurturers 43%, creatives 9%. That's where you get 82% of people 
often don't feel heard, valued, and appreciated in the average team, in the average organization on the average day, which is why so many of them have so much more potential that lies untapped, which is a lot of what giants do around the world on a daily basis. But Guardians, I salute you. Um, I'm grateful for you, and I can only apologize for the past where I was that visionary voice who just thought you were slowing down uh, my genius of changing the world. <laughs> well, that's that's a great perspective. Um, that's neat because, yeah, I guess a future thinker, someone who's got that big picture in mind um, can vision it, but you need someone to implement it, right? And that's where you, that partnership goes a, a really long way. All right. We've got the nurture now. We've got the creative. We've got the guardian. What's next? Okay. So uh, now we're into the realm where you really will hear these voices. So the fourth voice is the connector. The connector is the champion of relationships, relational harmony, communication, and exploring basically possibilities of how the world can be better. So connectors have an incredible capacity to connect people to the things that they believe in. A lot of people think of connectors as salespeople. They're not. They might look like it, but they hate the term because a connector is never selling anything. What they're doing is they're connecting people they care about to things that they believe are an appropriate match for what it is they need. So connectors love connecting people to people and they love connecting people to opportunities. So that's a really important thing that the connectors want you to know about them. And when they're at their best, they live this totally integrated life. When a connector's healthy, when are they at work? When are they at play? When are they at rest? When are they with the family? When they feel that their superpowers are being valued and they're able to connect, they do it pretty much 24-7. So they are some of the most enthusiastic. Um, they're also some of the most charismatic. And the ability to draw people in, to believe in the things and the causes they do is just amazing. And I just love them for it because they just know how to do relationships and they manage and maintain hundreds of relationships at any given time. You know, it's just a superpower. And here's the thing to remember is if, an, if a connector believes in what the team or you are trying to do, all of their network of resources and relationships become available for the project. You know, it doesn't matter. They only met them the previous day. If they think the vision is compelling enough, they will leverage everything and everyone they know. Because why wouldn't you want to be part of changing the world for something which is great and is going to make a difference for people? So I love my connectors. They love people and they love to be loved by people, which means sometimes bringing challenge is often more challenging than they would like it to be. So a lot of my connector friends have an advanced PhD in hinting at their <laughs> displeasure. Um, and then they then they go volcanic when they think you've been ignoring their hinting for any extended period of time. So every connector has to learn how to bring challenge and they have to learn how to receive challenge because just because they think it's the greatest idea ever doesn't automatically mean that we're not going to do our due diligence on their ideas. So, And connectors are very good at becoming defensive and pretending it's you that's the problem and not them. Okay. Yeah. Love this voice. I think this is why, you know, I work right here in Oklahoma City very closely with Jeremy Kubitschek, co-founder of Giant. He is a connector, first voice, and we are very... <laughs> Say that again. He is the connector in chief. He is for sure. And we're very opposite. And yet 
Um, when we are really intentional and we really do uh, capture the best of both of us, we can be really powerful together. We can get a lot done. We can um, do a lot of impactful work because we're using the superpowers of both of us. Absolutely. So, yeah. Here's the thing as well. You have a lifelong relationship. That's right. So therefore, what you do as a guardian is Jeremy has accumulated a lot of trust capital with you over the years. Therefore, you're more likely to want to be part of the thing, even if you can't see automatically how it's going to work. Because in a sense, you trust that Jeremy will listen. And that even at times when he's a connector and you're a guardian, it still works. But if you just meet someone who's a connector for the first time and they start doing all these things, you'll find mm -hmm. it's a lot harder because mm -hmm. they haven't got the deposit of trust. And a lot of the more future-orientated pioneers, connectors, creatives, what they don't realize is they have to build trust with their sensors, with their guardians and their nurturers, because the data from the past massively shapes the level of trust when they can't automatically see what they're trying to do in the present. Mm, well said. That's really good. All right. <laughs> So that That's was the connected fun. voice, uh, future voice. So we've got nurture, we've got creative, guardian, connector. If you can hold on one second, we've got a quick break for our listeners. Come right back and we're going to learn the last of the five voices. Attentional team and organizational leaders, are you ready to bridge the communication gap and accelerate your team's performance? If so, then check out the five voices pro assessment a global sensation that's making waves in organization all over the world. Gain a deeper understanding of your own personal wiring, strengths, superpowers, and how you process information. But also discover the keys to unlocking successful team dynamics and banishing conflict and tension. To seize this opportunity and transform your team's communication and performance, visit theleaderstoolkitpodcast.com backslash voices. theleaderstoolkitpodcast.com backslash five voices. All right, welcome back. We have Steve Cockrum here going through each of the five voices. We heard two of those on the previous episode, and now we've heard all about the guardian voice, the connector voice. So which is the, the loudest voice, Steve? <laughs> well, certainly the most forceful, um, whether it's the loudest, sometimes it would depend on whether it's the extra or introvert version. But Pioneers are the, the champions of strategic vision uh, and winning and complex problem solving. So the more complex the intellectual challenge, the more pieces of the, on the chessboard, as it were, that aligns people, systems, and resources to deliver outrageous outcomes and victories, the more excited the pioneer is. So the pioneer is always looking for influence, and they're always looking for scale. They want to know that if they build something or develop something or grow something, that it can scale. So if we do it locally, we can then go statewide, national, global, intergalactic, because every pioneer wants to build something that actually creates impact and influence on a scale that they feel justifies what they were put on this planet for. So they're very driven. They're very work-orientated. You don't have to teach a pioneer to work. You often have to teach them how to unplug the work gear and to be truly relationally and emotionally and physically present with those in their family and their friends 
it's very easy for them to get stuck in the strategizing gear. But they are incredibly valuable because they hate to lose. And in a sense, when you have a mature pioneer, everyone draws their strength at times from the belief that we refuse to give up. I always joke and go, most pioneers I know have somewhere on their wall in their office the, the, you know, the quote from Roosevelt, which says, you know, if I'm going to die, I'd rather be in the arena, you know, where the dust or whatever it is. And if I'm going to fail, yeah. I'm going to fail greatly than rather be counted among those cold, timid souls that have known neither victory nor defeat. So pioneers are, you know, as I said, they're, they're, when they're really good, they're really good. But immature pioneers often cause a lot more damage than they realize, which is, again, why I apologize on behalf of my species for the times when the arrogance at times it looks of believing that your idea is the right idea. So humility for a pioneer is really important. And five voices are probably the biggest gift. If any of you are listening and think you might be a pioneer, first voice like me, learning how to hear the wisdom and insights of all the other voices before you bring your opinion to the table will change the nature of how you make decisions because you will never hear the opinions of others if they don't actually believe you really want to hear it. And if you're going to blow them up because they dare to disagree with the genius of what you already have decided is the way forward. So I always sound like I'm being harder on pioneers, but they don't mind it. Every pioneer just says, Steve, make me more competent, help me win. And anything which is going to help me be more effective in how I leave, develop, and have my hero's journey into the future, I'm all in for that process. So they are only 7% of the population speak pioneer as their first voice, Tracy, which is probably a good thing. I wonder whether in heaven, in creation, the pioneers were made first, and then they looked at it and thought, we probably need a ratio of about one to six pioneers to nurturers to mop up a lot of the relational damage that we think the immature ones will do. I don't know yet, but when we get there, I'm definitely going to ask. Yeah, something to think about there. That's that's good. You know, if I was just thinking you and uh, our CEO here, Bronson, both First Voice pioneers. And if, you know, I felt privileged to be able to be led by both of you because you're you're healthy and you drive us forward. And it's really exciting to watch. And And you said it before, just that relational trust allows me to go, Hey, where where they're leading me, I'm I'm on board because I trust these two, and and it's really a lot of fun. So, thanks for that. That's a great description. Well, let's let's put skin on all of this information. It's one thing to know these, know the characters of characteristics of each of the voices. What the listeners right now that are listening to this, so what? What does this mean for them? So, I think that the first thing I say is to go. If you listen to those um, pen sketches, so ask the question: Is which one is most you? what we call the foundational voice. The foundational voice shapes how all the others are experienced and heard. So I'm a pioneer, connector, creative, guardian, nurturer. Those are my, that's my voice order. And you can take the assessment on the OS. I'm sure Trace will show you some other resources. But it begins with know yourself to lead yourself. Every voice, foundational voice, has tendencies. And they're hardwired into who you are. So they never change. I will always have a tendency to believe I'm right. I'll always have a tendency to be argumentative. I'll always have a tendency to love intellectual jousting and debate, even if it's inappropriate. Now, I have some good tendencies as well, don't forget. But if you know your tendencies, you can actually make a choice in your actions. So fundamentally, why a voice is important is because it's a bad influence. 
most people who are accidental and have no tools or lenses to help get it right about 50% of the time. But every time you get it wrong, you make a withdrawal from your influence account. And your influence in the new world particularly is a primary currency of both relationships and wealth. So if you want to, as it were, keep increasing your influence, learning how to sometimes make a choice in your action, which is different to your nature tendency, is massively important. So, you know, I've shared a couple of my tendencies as a pioneer. I still have to try really hard in team meetings not to go first. I really have to try not to be too argumentative because what I've realized is, A, it doesn't help the debate, but I also undermine my influence with others if they go, well, we don't want to talk to Steve about it because he'll shoot it down or say no or whatever it might be. So please hear this. You never graduate the school of self-awareness. Just because I know my tendencies or traces us doesn't mean they are not always there. And the moment I become accidental, my tendencies become my actions. And that's the bit where I would say from learning your voice, learning what it's like on the other side of you, gives you the ability to choose more often to do the right thing at the right time in the right place with the right people. And it's amazing what happens when you begin to do that. Mm. Very powerful stuff. Great information. Listeners, there's so much packed in here. And we will probably bring Steve on later. You know, right now we're really focusing on you, the leader. But when we start uh, diving in and, and showing you how to use this with your people to better understand them, we'll probably have Steve back on to teach us how to do that. So thank you, Steve. Um, listeners, go to the show notes, like I said, because I'm going to put some resources in there. And also, if you'll uh, read through the show notes, I'm going to show you where you can have access to this assessment he's talking about. Out. There's a there's a free version, which is really powerful. You'll get some data behind it, which will show you your primary voice. There's also a paid version that we talk about during our breaks here uh, called Pro and for a very inexpensive price, $10 a month per person or $100 a year, you can do it that way as well. You can get a full data sheet on your full voice order. It is really, really good and very, very helpful. So look into that in our show notes. And Steve, once again, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Honored to be part of a Guardian-led podcast, Tracy. It was what the world needs more of. Thank you for having Aww. me. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you next time. Hello, team leaders. The co-founders of Giant, Steve Cockrum and Jeremy Kubicek, are international speakers, leadership experts, and best-selling authors. These inspirational communicators travel the world, helping teams and organizations get to the highest levels. If you're searching for a keynote speaker, for a team retreat, a large corporate event, or a company-wide meeting, consider Steve and Jeremy. Learn more at giantspeakers.com.